Hi, I'm Amanda Maxime and you're listening to This Expat Life. While life abroad is often amazing, it is not only rainbows and butterflies, as all experienced expats know. From drinking fresh coconuts to dealing with a personal crisis, This Expat Life opens up space for all facets of life abroad and what you can do to thrive in it. As a certified coach and former expat myself, I dive into the good, the bad and the ugly of expat life, while I share tips, tell relatable stories and connect with fellow expats. Whether you're just about to take off for your first international adventure or have been repatted already, this expat life is your place to find real understanding and to grow from the inside out. Enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited that you are here. This is the first episode of This Expat Life, which is also my very first own podcast channel. And I'm just really so excited to speak to you through this medium and to have more time to reflect on certain topics that are so important for expat life, like finding friends and building a community abroad, which is the topic of this episode. And for those that don't know me, my name is Amanda Maxime, and I'm a life coach for expats and globetrotters. And as a former expat and diplomat myself, an ongoing globetrotter, I have to say, I really know what it's like to move abroad and to create a whole new life from scratch over and over again. And now as a life coach, I help other expats and globetrotters to really get to know themselves on a deeper level so they can identify what is going on inside of them, also identify what is the reason they have certain patterns and why they're being triggered by certain things in expat life. So they can make real changes, long-lasting changes, that will help them to create their best life abroad. And I do this through one-to-one coaching, both online as well as here in The Hague, where I live. And I also have an online program called Expat Life School, which is starting again on the 1st of March. I'm pretty active on Instagram. You can find me at Amanda Maxime and also a bit on LinkedIn. And now we're starting with a podcast. And I... As I said, I'm just so excited to have you here and to be able to dive into topics that are really important to us. And today's episode is all about finding friends and building a community abroad. And I chose this topic because it's so important as an expat to have those people around you. Not only because we're social animals and we crave interaction, although this depends slightly if you are an introvert or an extrovert, but also because as an expat, you'll go through certain phases of expat life and there will be phases that you'll feel more down. And then it's so nice to be able to rely on a strong social network. And we all know how important it is, but making friends is not always easy, let alone create a strong community abroad. And I actually recognize this from my own life. Um, I never found making friends really hard, but I did experience some lonely times, especially in Brazil and when I first got back to the Netherlands. And what I remember from back then is that I just said yes to invitations from others, even though I didn't really feel it, or I went to a couple of meetups or other events that were created online to meet up in real life, hoping I would find, you know, a few people with whom it would really click. And maybe you recognize this, maybe you also went through dozens of meetups and just hoping you would find someone, or maybe you found yourself a few friends, but it remains superficial and you're not really happy with a lack of deep contact. And now that I'm longer back in the Netherlands and changed my approach, I actually found myself a large, strong community of mostly women that I am so inspired by and that I share so much with. And I'm so happy to share my experience and what I did to get here. And in this episode, I'll share three principles for you to keep in mind when you're looking for new friends and or are building a community abroad, plus a few practical tips on how and where to find them. And I think this issue of finding friends is really more of a struggle when you are a bit older. I remember when I was a student and it was so easy to meet new people. 
At age 19, I quit my studies to travel in South America for what should have been six to eight months, but it turned out to be a year and a half. And it was just so easy finding new people, finding like-minded new people as well. I would meet them in hostels or through couchsurfing, or I just simply met locals, you know, hanging out in bars or whatever. And I had a lot of fun. And when I moved to London later on, it was basically the same story. I did my master's degree there and I found it so easy to meet local and international friends at UCL where I studied because the whole setup was there. Uh, the setup made it really easy to meet new people all the time and to create or at least be part of a community as well. And even when I started my first job in London, I continued finding it easy to find new friends. I was working at a company that was very dynamic and that consisted mostly of uh, other young people. And we worked really hard, but we also played really hard. We organized conferences all over the world together, so there was lots of travel involved. And travel really gives you a bonding experience. And bonding experiences really help you to create a strong friendship. So I really found some friends during that job as well. And I already noticed a change when I started my second job in London which was at a company that wasn't nice at all. The culture there was horrible, absolutely horrible. So I didn't meet any new friends there, but I also didn't meet any new friends outside of the jobs or very few at least. And that was mainly because I was heading towards a burnout. So besides work, I didn't really do much. I was too tired to hang out with people and I mostly relied on the group of friends I had already created. But I really noticed a difference when I moved back to the Netherlands. I moved back to start my job at the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And coming from London, I was in this really like cosmopolitan vibe, uh, living in a big city. And then I moved to The Hague, which is really a village compared to London. But thankfully, I was part of a group of junior diplomats. I think we were about 25 people together. And we were doing a three-month course, full-time course, before we were really starting our jobs. And I was so lucky with that group because they were amazing people and we had the time of our lives, honestly. We had so much fun. So all of a sudden I had this huge group of new friends with whom I would hang out every day and also continue seeing them when we started working at the ministry. But outside of that, I didn't find any new friends really. And that was really because when you live abroad, it's easy to navigate in the more international circles of that city or town that you're in. And that helps to find new people and to find new friends. But when you're moving back home, it's just different. Obviously, I have my friends from university and from high school that I still see till this day. Um, they are very, very good friends of mine. But I didn't find any new ones. And that bothered me slightly. But I had this group of junior diplomats. So I was overall, it was okay. I had enough people around me. And two and a half years later, I moved to Brasilia and also there, I didn't find it very difficult to make new friends. Brasilia isn't a big town and it's not like a given that you meet new people all the time. But thankfully, I had some really nice colleagues who introduced me to their friends. I became part of several groups, including one that was just young, independent female diplomats. And we all shared the same hobbies of traveling, personal development, having fun. So I was really lucky with that. And I really had such a nice time with these women. But I did experience a gradual change that already started back in London with my second job. So I noticed that as a student, it's so easy to meet new friends. But when you are working, it already becomes much more difficult. And it really depends on the working circles that you are in. And I really noticed the difference when I moved back to the Netherlands. I noticed how much more of a struggle it had become to meet new friends. 
I moved back after the first lockdown of the pandemic. And shortly after I moved back home, the second lockdown started, at least here in the Netherlands. And obviously that made it very difficult to meet new people because we weren't allowed to hang out in bars or restaurants. We weren't even allowed to go to the gym or to invite more than a couple of people back home. And I also couldn't meet any of my new colleagues because we weren't allowed to go to the office and we were just working from home every day and we were just meeting each other through Zoom. But there was another layer for me and that was actually a personal one. Because three weeks after I moved back home to the Netherlands, my dad very, very unexpectedly died. And obviously this crushed my heart. And having to start a new job, moving to a new home while dealing with grief, it was just too much at once. And I'll share more about this in another episode, but keeping it to friends, obviously when I was in that low, my priority wasn't to meet new people or to create a community around me. Honestly, at most, I could only deal with my very, very inner circle, my core friends and my family, and even friends that were a tiny bit further away from me. It was just too much. I didn't have any energy left to hang out with them. And honestly, for a good year or so, maybe a year and a half, this really put me in isolation in a way. You know, I wasn't lonely all the time, (laughs) but I just kept going back into this hole of retreating and cocooning by myself. And it took a year or a year and a half to get out of it and to really start thinking about like, hey, I'm ready to meet new friends. How can I find them? And what I realized in that year, year and a half of not being very social is that the Netherlands is also not the easiest country to meet new friends. Here, it is very common to meet your friends at high school, university, and maybe also at your first job, and you stick with them for the rest of your life. The Dutch don't really find new friends in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and they don't mingle as much as in other countries. So with a pandemic, experiencing a personal crisis and living in a country where it's not very common to meet friends later on in life, it's difficult to find new friends and to create a community around you. But I realized at some point I do have to find new friends because although I have my good friends from high school and university, they are just a few. And my most recent friends are all over the world because I met them in Argentina, in London, in Brazil, and they themselves were international. So they had also moved again. So they were living everywhere, really, except for in the Netherlands. So this really propelled me into taking a bit more action and initiative and to take things into my own hands again. And what I had done before in my periods abroad was mostly responding to things, responding to invitations. So I remember that I had to go to Rio for a week. I had to take care of the consulate because uh, the diplomats there were all gone. And I flew in and the wife of a colleague invited me on the same day to join her and a friend to this outdoor art exhibition. Now, art, you have to know, really isn't my thing. But I did say yes to her because, one, I thought it was a bit rude to say no. And two, I thought it would be nice for me to get out of my comfort zone and hopefully meet new people because at the time I didn't really know any people in Rio. So I went to this outdoor space on a super sunny Sunday afternoon. And I remember it was so sunny and hot because it was actually winter in Rio and the temperatures weren't so common. And I went there to meet this uh, wife of the colleague and her friend was like an hour late. So we were just waiting in the sun for her. And I remember feeling so annoyed because I had only wanted to go there for like an hour or so and then to quickly escape to the beach again. Um, Or I say again, actually no, because I hadn't even gone to the beach yet. And in the end, we walked around to see this art thing and it was just, it was really boring, to be honest. I really didn't entertain myself. 
And afterwards we had a coffee, the three of us. And although the two ladies were super nice, like we had nothing in common. So it was, it was a real effort to keep the conversation going. And by the time I could finally leave, really the afternoon had already passed. Clouds were coming in again and I couldn't go to the beach anymore. Now you may think, Amanda, what's your obsession with the beach? <laughs> I just really love the beach and I especially love the beach in Rio. And the rest of the week, it was just raining every single day. And I really felt so annoyed with myself that I had said yes to this idea of, of this woman, even though I knew already in advance I wouldn't like it. I didn't want to be there and I didn't feel like spending time with her. So at the time, I vowed to myself, I'm never going to do this again. If I know I'm not going to like something, I'm not going to put myself in the position of going there in the hope that I will meet new friends. So up until that time, my subconscious approach to finding new friends was always to say yes to invitations or opportunities or whatever. I was also a bit lazy. So, you know, if there was a group thing going on, I would always let others take care of the logistics and come up with the ideas and I would just tag along. And obviously, if I met someone with whom I really clicked and, you know, one-to-one -one or in a small group, I would totally make the effort to organize an activity so we could hang out again. But with bigger groups or if I was starting all over again, I was a bit lazy and I just let the others come with the initiative and I would just say yes to it. But that time in Rio, I vowed to myself, this is not something I'm going to do anymore because I'd rather be alone on the beach than being here with two people that are not going to be my friends looking at this outdoor art exhibition. But my approach to finding friends really changed when I moved back to the Netherlands because one, I was in my black hole retreating all the time, but there also weren't so many opportunities to say yes to because of the pandemic, not much was going on. And when I quit my job at the ministry, I also didn't have colleagues anymore to hang out with. So I realized, okay, I really do have to take more initiative if I want to meet more people. So this is when I started looking at platforms like Girl Gone International and started finding other solo entrepreneurs like me um, in The Hague who were happy to hang out for a coffee or something. And that brings me to the first principle, and that is be proactive and show up as a leader. Something that I realized when I was active on Girl Gone International and finding solopreneurs here in The Hague is that people want to have a leader. They are waiting for opportunities to say yes to, just like I was doing in the past. And when you're not taking that initiative, you might think that there are no people like you who want the same thing. I remember browsing through Girl Gone International. I keep talking about this platform, but I'll talk about it more later on. And I couldn't find anything that was really of my interest. Like all of the activities that they were proposing, I was just like, man, this is not really my thing. Kind of like the outdoor art exhibition. And only when I had posted on GGI asking if there were other entrepreneurs who wanted to meet up for a coffee once in a while to share tips and struggles, I got so many responses. And now we are with a group of over 35 women meeting up every couple of weeks and talking about business, entrepreneurship, and actually so much more. But I wouldn't know that there was so much interest if I didn't express my desire to meet like-minded people. What I realized back then is that everyone was basically waiting, subconsciously waiting, for each other to make the first move. So there were at least a 30 women who were wanting to meet other solo entrepreneurs, but no one expressed that desire. Only when someone else, me in this case, said very clearly, I'm looking for this type of woman or person, they said yes to it. 
So take this principle of being proactive and showing up as a leader if you're looking for new friends abroad, but mostly if you want to create a strong community abroad. Be proactive, take the initiative, be the first one to make a move. Even if you don't think there's any interest in what you're doing because you don't see it, you don't hear about it, still take the initiative and you'll be surprised with how many people you'll attract. And another important aspect here is that when you show up as a leader, sometimes you also have to stay the leader for a little while if you are creating a community. So when I found this group of women, initially we were, I think, about 10 or 15 women. And then a little bit later on, it grew into this group of around 35, 40 women. And the first few times I took the initiative to organize the events, I created the WhatsApp group, I kept the conversation going, and I really tried to create a buzz around it. But then later on, I wanted to delegate some of this like ownership and I realized it was much more difficult than I had anticipated. I thought people of this group would meet for coffee, one-to-one, would create their own little meetups, etc. But they weren't. They kept waiting for me or maybe some of the others who had been part of the group since the beginning to take the initiative. And it bugged me a little bit because in the end, I'm still that lazy person inside. But then I decided, okay, apparently I am the leader of this group, or at least like the founding mother of it. And until it gets much bigger, people will look at me to organize things. So I really decided I will continue taking up this role and I'll do it with a lot of engagement and energy from my side. And every time I do that, I also see more engagement from their side. So it really pays off. And so with this principle of being proactive and showing up as a leader, it's important to remember that this might take a little bit longer than you would like or than it feels natural to you. It's not like you can take one initiative and you'll have new friends right away or a strong community around you. It probably takes more effort than that. You'll probably need to continue showing up as a leader and continue organizing things and meetups to create that community. You'll need to nurture that community. And the same applies to -to one-to-one friends. You can't take the initiative once and expect that you have good new friends right away. It takes more effort, right? And maybe you'll find people with whom you'll have an instant click, but they're not taking the initiative to meet up the next time. So then remember this principle of being proactive and showing up as a leader. So take the initiative again, make the effort again to set up the next meeting, event, whatever you are doing with them. And you may think that it's not fair that you have to take the initiative and organize everything all the time, but I would suggest... Put aside your pride. Remember that you're looking for more friends and it does require some effort from your side. So in the beginning, if you're meeting new friends, be the one that is organizing, be the one that is taking the initiative. And obviously, if you have friends and it's all coming from your side and none of it is coming from their side, then you might want to reconsider that friendship. But in the beginning, just put in a little bit of extra effort. And then the second principle, and that is be specific in what you're looking for. And this one is so important, just as important as the first one, but we don't really think about it. So I remember about a year and a half ago, I went to a meetup organized by an online platform. And I think it was like natural wine tasting with other international women. And that sounded really nice. It's, I think we were about 20 people. So the group was big enough to meet different people, but small enough to not be overwhelmed if you're an introvert or ambivert like me. But when I got there, most of the women were already there and it was very static. Everyone was just sitting at their own spot the entire time. And I sat next to a few people with whom I had no click with. 
and it was I was also really tired I have to admit but I, it was really just so boring it wasn't a fun night at all I did enjoy the wine and like hearing about natural wine but I didn't find what I was looking for. And maybe this is something that you recognize, that you go to another event organized by Meetup or Intonations or whatever, hoping that you will find someone with whom it clicks, with whom you'll have a real good natural connection. And yeah, I remember going to several of those and maybe one or twice out of 10 times, I would really meet people I had a good connection with. But all the other times, I just felt like, well, it was a nice way to pass my time, but that was it. And you don't want to go to so many meetups just to pass the time, right? You're making that effort to meet your next bestie, or at least a person with whom you have like a supernatural connection with right away. And last year, I realized that finding friends is just like finding your ideal customer as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, you want to be very specific who your customer or your client is. Because the general rule is that if you appeal to everyone, you'll appeal to no one. So if you are a coach in an already saturated market, you don't want to appeal to everyone saying, oh, I can help you with your burnout. I can help you with your relationships. Um, I'm a coach for women and men. I coach expats and boomers. No, because if you want to appeal to everyone, you're going to be really vanilla. You're going to be really bland. And people aren't bland. People aren't vanilla. Everyone has their own personality. So if you appeal to everyone, no one will feel like they're really spoken to. No one will feel really understood when you talk about their problems, for example. And as a coach, I really identified my ideal customer as this cosmopolitan, millennial, not first-time globetrotter who loves to go a little bit deeper and who thinks about him or herself and who is interested in personal development. That is my ideal customer. And because I know that, I know exactly what they are going through, what their problems are and what their desires are. So all my marketing is around that. And the result is that this ideal customer, this globetrotter, this expat will feel attracted by my marketing right away and will want to book a consult with me. So what I'm doing is that I'm not appealing to everyone, but instead I'm already filtering my message in a way and really making it so specific that only a certain group of people will feel understood and will feel like I'm speaking to them directly. So I'm fishing in a smaller pond but the fish who are biting are exactly the people that I'm looking for. And actually the same applies to finding friends and friendships. But first let me give you another analogy if you aren't into entrepreneurship that much. I think it's the same with dating, if you're using dating apps. When we're looking for a partner online, we already have filters for what we're looking for. A man or a woman, hobbies, interests, vegetarian or not, perhaps political views or height, whatever. We have all kinds of filters that we're looking for which already determines what we find in our search. But even with all those already filtered profiles in our search, we apply another filter, a more subconscious filter, because we see profiles popping up and we either think yay right away or please no right away. And sometimes, or maybe often, we see a profile that doesn't really repel us right away, but that also doesn't attract us instantly. But that's what we want, right? When we're looking for a partner, we want to feel a hell yes when we're meeting the right one. And you could go on a date with a more vanilla profile, but you already know from intuition that you're going to be wasting your time. And so I think it's the same with friendships. We want to find the hell yes. 
And we can only find a hell yes if we are specific in what we're looking for. So that means when you're posting somewhere online or you know, finding friends in another kind of platform, you're going to be very specific in what you're looking for. And this repels certain people, but you will also attract certain people. And this is exactly what you want. You don't want to be the vanilla profile, the vanilla person. You want to be that person that makes people think, oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And still too often in online groups, I see messages like, hi, I'm Anna from Germany. Does anyone want to go out for a coffee? And this is a vanilla type of message. But if you want to attract certain people, why not say something like, hey, I'm Anna from Germany. I just moved from Australia where I live for three months. I'm really into hiking, drinking coffee and meeting like-minded people to talk about personal development. Who wants to hang out with me next week on Thursday at this spot? This type of message will instantly attract the people who are also into hiking or personal development or who have lived in Australia. And it will repel the people who are more into, I don't know, dancing and who don't like talking about personal development. And so by being very specific, you avoid that you have to go through so many meetups and just hoping that you'll meet the right one, the right friend, your new bestie or whatever you're looking for. So be very specific and also don't be afraid to say no or to decline certain invitations when it doesn't match your filter or what you're looking for. It will simply save you so much time and frustration when you decline them, especially if you are an introvert. But more about that later. And then the last principle, and this one is really important if you're looking for deeper connections, either one-to-one or in a community, if you want to create like a stronger community. And that is be vulnerable. What I still see very often is that so many people tend to stay on the superficial level when they're meeting other people. They will share about their day, what they're doing, their circumstances, their family, whatever, but they will not share about the things that really bother them or their struggles or what they are afraid of. And if you don't go beyond that superficial level, it's going to be very hard to create a deeper connection or it will take lots and lots of time before you get there. But if you want the other person to open up, you first have to be vulnerable yourself. You can't expect the other to be vulnerable if you don't show that side of yourself first. And this is something I see as a coach so often in my coaching sessions. I cannot expect my coachee to fully open up to basically a stranger, because that's what I am at the beginning, when I don't share something about my own processes and feelings. So if you live abroad and you do have enough people that you hang out with, but you feel the connections aren't going deep enough, or you are part of a community or you've created a community, but you feel it's not really a strong bond altogether, really ask yourself honestly, am I showing my vulnerable side enough? And actually, whether you say yes or no to that question, it doesn't really matter because the follow-up question is, can I be more vulnerable with them? Can I show something a little bit more of myself, something that frightens me maybe to share that with them but that will help me to get more to that deeper level that I'm craving. All right these three principles of number one being proactive and showing up as a leader, number two being specific in what you're looking for and number three being vulnerable in your connections have personally really helped me to create this strong community of like-minded people here in The Hague with whom I regularly hang out. But I also have a few other practical tips that will help you to find people so you can start creating those connections and communities. And my number one tip here is really, please use the internet for your friendships. The times that it was weird to meet up with people you met online has long gone. And actually, I think most of my new friends in the past year or so, I think 95% is from the internet. 
So where do I meet them? I already mentioned GGI, which is Girl Gone International, and they are this global platform that has online Facebook groups in all kinds of cities where they are present. And in those groups, they organize activities like a reading club, dinner, play dates for women with kids and so on. But you can also simply post what you're looking for. And it's also a great place to ask for advice and tips about the city. So that's really convenient too. But you can always post what you're looking for. And again, remember, please be specific. And it depends a little bit because some of the groups are more active than others. And the one in The Hague is pretty active, I have to say. But if you just post what you're looking for, I'm sure you will find someone who is interested in the same thing. And another useful platform is Instagram. I honestly love hanging out on the gram and I also made a few friends there already. And how this worked was really, we were following each other, we liked what we saw in each other's profile, we were chatting all the time, and at some point we decided to meet up. It's very simple. And some of them became friends, which has been great. So if you live abroad, spend some more time on Instagram and see if you can find some profiles who are also living or coming from that city that you are in. And maybe there are some profiles that you think are a great match with your personality as well. So start following them, start engaging with them. Don't be afraid to send them a chat message to say how much they inspire you or that you think the same way or that you really find their profile interesting. I've done it a couple of times and it always really worked out. And I also love it when people send me messages. So don't be afraid to start engaging more with them. And then obviously there are also better known platforms uh, that are known for making friends like Meetup, Internations, Eventbrite, Couchsurfing. And you can also try to explore some Facebook groups because there are lots of groups uh, for expats in a certain city or country like Expats in The Hague, for example. And again, be proactive. Maybe you can create your own Meetup event or you can post something in the Facebook group and be specific with what you're looking for. And another practical tip, although this is really more of a mindset tip, is when you're down and you're a bit pessimistic about if you'll ever find good friends in that city where you're living, is to change your mindset to, they are already in my orbit. This is something that I love doing, whether it's about friends or customers or something else I'm hoping to get. I imagine that they are already in my orbit. It's just a matter of timing when I'm going to find them. Not so much about if it's going to happen, but when. And this will automatically change your approach to the whole situation a little bit, making it feel lighter and more achievable, which is something that you want because you want to be in that mindset of knowing that you'll find the right people, knowing that you'll make new friends and not in this more pessimistic mindset, thinking that you'll never find anyone again because this is not when you attract the right people. All right, and then my final tip, and that is that you should know if you are an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert like myself, because that really helps you to manage your energy. As an introvert, you get your energy from spending time alone. You recharge by spending time alone. As an extrovert, you recharge your battery by spending time with others. And as an ambivert, you're a little bit in between. So knowing how you recharge your battery is really important to maintain your energy. It's very common for so many introvert or ambivert expats that when they move abroad, they sign up for all these events, group events and things they think they should do. But they go there and they find it hard to make connections because they are not people who thrive in big, big groups. They lose their energy in groups. And the result is that you'll just feel more depleted after certain events and probably you won't have met anyone really interesting as well. 
So if you are an introvert and there are lots of quizzes online that you can take to find out which type you are, if you're looking for friends and you're being specific in your search, then say something like, I would love to meet one-to-one or in a group of like three to four people. So you'll know that that activity will match your energy type and that you won't lose any energy during that activity. And as an extrovert, you can really focus on group events, large group events even. And as an ambivert, you fall a little bit into the middle. So it depends on your preferences and probably also on your mood of the day. And living abroad is already demanding enough. So knowing if you are an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert will really help you to manage your social energy levels. All right, that's it for today. I hope these tips will help you to find friends and to create a strong community abroad. If you want more of these tips, I've created a cheat sheet with 21 tips on how and where to find friends abroad, which you can download at www.amandamaximecoaching.com slash email dash opt dash in. And I'll also put the link in the show notes below. And if you like this type of content and you would love to dive a little bit deeper on these kinds of topics together with other expats and globetrotters, my online program Expat Life School is starting again on the 1st of March. And this program is ideal for the expat or globetrotter who is living abroad or who's going abroad soon and who is ready to get to know himself or herself a little bit better so they can start thriving in their lives abroad. And in Expat Life School, we cover so many topics that will help you to live your best life abroad, going from mindset to relationships to goal setting to saying goodbye, building resilience and so much more. And it's not only an online course, which you can do at your own pace, by the way, but it comes with an online community for three months. And together with this community, you'll go on this learning journey and you can find support with each other. And if you're interested, you can find more information in the show notes where I included a link as well. And for now, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my very first episode. Again, or still, I'm super excited that you are here. And I would love to hear what you thought of the episode. So please send me a message on Instagram. You can find me at Amanda Maxime or visit my website and drop me an email from there. I would love to hear what you thought of it. And if you liked it, please leave a review here on Spotify or Apple Podcast, wherever you are listening from. It would help me so much. So for now, thank you so much and see you next time.